Hello and welcome to the NRD. Yeah. Well, all right. It's like that already. Welcome to the 2600 yeah, anime podcast. <laughs> um, my name is Gable. Joined by Matt. Yeah. And of course, Henry. All right. But sadly, Rob's not here. Yeah, yeah. Sadly, Rob was not feeling well today. So we d- we had to go and record without him. So I have go on this trip so without him. I I know how to fill the void. How's so that? I've got I've got a joke for us. Uh, let's hear it. All right. I mean, I so, can just Oh, my phone's dead. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you shouldn't even have your phone on anyway. <laughs> so, you know what the scientific community calls a group of mid 20 something white men? No, I have no idea. A podcast. And that's us. Welcome we, to the podcast, folks. Welcome to the podcast. I now, now I don't know how I feel about that. <laughs> here now. I saw that like four or five weeks ago. And I was like, oh, man, I'm saving this. <laughs> I am saving this when I get the opportunity to use it. I mean, it. it's everybody but you. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah. I'm like 21. I'm not like mid-20s. I'm early 20s. You're the baby. I'm the bab. You're the bobby. I'm the bobby. Uh, so Robert was not here, but he did send me some of his opinions on the show, and we'll talk. And I'll bring them up when they come up. Ooh. I have them pulled so, up right there. So Matt's two people today. I am going to emulate him, except for he did not give me a ranking system. So I mean, oh. we need to fix that now. Oh god! No, no! You put that phone down. That's we're not allowed to have yeah, phones we, up when uh, we're, we're not allowed to have phones up. It's too late. I'm gonna throw that at the wall. <laughs> this, Stop. This, this rule is never established. <laughs> This rule is never established. <laughs> okay. So, uh, this last week, if you haven't already heard, we've watched uh, Urahara. Urahara. Urahara or Ur- Urahara? Urahara. Urahara. It's Japanese. For a. The U is U. Ooh. Ooh, moo. So it's Urahara. Ooh, woo. I'm going to hit you. <laughs> you are next to me and you are taunting me to hit you. <laughs> um, so Urahara is a magical girl anime set in uh, the shopping district uh, Harajuku, Har- Harajuku uh, focusing on three l- girls that three all, entrepreneurs that all work in the same uh, s- uh, start startup store that it sells like clothes and pastries and art apparently. It's not really specified because it, it's they, they they sell trendy things, um, and then aliens take over, and then aliens start stealing trendy things, and then they turn into magical girls. Yep, save the fight them. Uh, All right, the, the aliens so are stealing our culture. The show was originally a web comic. Yep, hmm. written by I forget her name, but it was a web comic intended for girls between eight to hmm. ten. Makes sense from uh, from as, like as what you can magical, gather from the dialogue. Yeah, right? as most magical girl animes are usually attended for, <laughs> or they and used then, to be. And then all three of the characters are the mascots to the actual um, Harajuku. The shop, I forget the name. Oh, it, uh, the, um, the park. Park. The park shop. Yeah. Okay. The park shop is an actual shop in Harajuku, and the three. Three of those characters are the mascots, and they have been since that webcomic came out. Okay. So, it is not obviously not for any of our demographic from its origin point. Uh, therefore, like... 
Also, I'm saying this for like future posterity reasons in this podcast because yeah. there's some like fucked up shit we need to talk about. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. So first impressions. Uh, I uh, I remember Gable. Uh, we'll start with Gable because Gable had the most immediate reaction to this in our group chat when he was watching the first few episodes. So. As someone that used to do the whole art scene on like Tumblr and Tapastic and like run web comics and all of that, I'm a hundred percent for it. And like the art, the color, the taffy palette that they've got going on is a hundred percent. Yeah, it's the animation and the dialogue that's grading for me. And I, now, I feel like it drags it down. We're gonna pause real quick. You watched it subbed, correct? Not dubbed. So I watched it mostly in subs. Okay. Mostly in subs. Okay. Because I watched it completely in dub. As did I. Henry watched it completely in dub because we can do and things like painting our models and other things while and we're... And I had a lot of models I mean, to paint. I, I, I edited last week's episode while watching it in subs. Yeah, so. I mean, they, 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 both work, they both have ways that they help. And I'm pretty sure Robert watched it in dubs even though he's not here. God rest his soul. He didn't say that in the message he sent me. So, um... Uh, lost train of thought. Um, Henry, what was your first impression yes. of the show? Henry, your first impression. Uh, it was very light and bubbly, which was... It's a new thing. I haven't watched that many Magical Girl, Girl animes. So it was a very new, uh, like, initial approach mm-hmm. to an anime that I, haven't, that I haven't had a chance to really, like, sit down and, like, go through whole stories for. So it was nice. It was definitely a change. All right, Matt. All right. My first impression. So my first, Im- I first watched this all the way to like episode five, um, in one go. I was really happy about this anime because this anime was a post Madoka girl, a Madoka, a post Madoka magical girl anime that was happy and didn't do anything wrong. to the or not not wrong, but was like a classical magical girl. It was not written for my intended audience. It was not written to appeal to a wider audience. It was written for a specific audience. I, I personally like uh, Cardcaptor Sakura, but that also has a more widespread appeal than just the intended audience of, the fe- of, uh, of women. But at the same time, I, enjoy an, I enjoyed the fact that it was not a Madoka clone. Yeah. Which is I mean, rampant right now in the magical girl scene. I mean, I also want to talk about that, but let's save that for a second because yes. we need to like actually introduce. But that—that that the- is my first impression. Is I was happy because I found a magical girl anime post Madoka that is not named Cardcaptor Sakura that was depressing. No, that no. I'm talking. Bef- I watched it before six. I didn't get to six in my first watch through. I didn't see that part. Oh. I'm okay. saying this was up till my first impression, which was from one to five, because that's where I watched all in one day. I watched a magical girl anime that felt like Cardcaptor Sakura. It felt like it was a nice, bubbly, happy anime with just a weird alien or with, with a weird sci-fi concept. Yep. And there was no like dark twist that I could see coming. There was no foreboding. There was no Madoka going on which I was happy for. And I and like and it didn't start depressing. I must state this enough, the one problem with every single Madoka clone that's come out in the last 
four or five years since Monica has always started the wrong way. They can't like they're trying to emulate Monica, but they're not even doing it right. All right. So uh, one person on the podcast hasn't seen Monica Matt. I know. So you're just yelling at clouds right now. I, I know I am, but that's just it. Like we, old man every, yells at clouds. Every time we're gonna hit a magical girl anime till we hit Monica, Monica will be brought up because Monica was a big change in the magical girl anime scene, and it's just the thing that's going to happen with me because Monica is that big of a deal. I know Henry's not watched it, and. At, by the time we watch it, he might just understand what's going to happen. I'm not. I can't stop this. Or we might not watch a magical girl anime for a long time, and then Marco come up and he'll be like, "Oh, cool! I remember everybody talking about this." And then he'll experience it without me. But I can't talk about modern day magical girls without having to bring up Marco. I mean, we'll never get the best reaction out of him. You we'll, mean, we'll never get the best reaction out of you, you mean the Henry unexpected watching. reaction yeah, yeah yeah we'll never get that out of henry no. it's been it's gonna be talked about too much um anyways uh off that off that topic because off that rocker i i don't want to get it too much more so let's topic. talk about characters yes so uh let's. henry out of yes. the protagonists who did you like the most Dodico. okay hey gable <laughs> out of the protagonists who did you like the most oh is it the one that draws I mean, she's great, but was, no, was it, it was it was fucking Mary. She's she's hilarious. Mari, Mari, Mary. Oh, I don't know. I read it. I didn't the listen fashion to it. The fashionista. Fashionista. She's great. Matt, what was yours? Matt, I liked Rito. <laughs> all right, cool. <laughs> so we got our roles all pigeons. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, Gable's gonna like the one that just wants to draw, and then. You don't. I mean, I liked her, no, and then she got kind of annoying, and I was like, "Oh, I don't no. like you anymore." Oh, god damn it! When we get to a point, I'm going to talk about stuff, and it's going right, to be. So, I mean, we're like at her. Rito right now, well, so let's no. talk about her. Okay, so what I like about Rito um, is that she just wants to do. Her she has thing. buffalo horns. I mean, yes, she has buffalo horns. A. Which they don't explain, but I guess that's just part of her and character design. Mary has little devil wings sometimes. Yeah. And Kodoko has cat ear and cattail. Um, Rito is a very cool character because she exemplifies how I take up how I'm going about my Twitch channel. I feel where I'm not going to stream what everybody would probably want to watch. I'm going to stream what I want to play. And she she does the same thing where she doesn't want to draw what everybody else wants to see. She wants to draw what she wants to draw. And I guess that's just me projecting projecting myself on her, but like it, that's why she's my favorite out of the characters. She's uh, very introverted. She never she she likes it when people praise her stuff. And I it hundred percent. I think that I think that's an like a character flaw, but it's not necessarily a bad flaw. Like it creates conflict, and the conflict with her character was great. It was just like. There was a certain point where I just couldn't take it anymore, man. <laughs> I, I, get, I get it, but like, and that's the difference. And that's the thing is like, I, I was seeing a lot of me in her and that's why I grew to attack, I grew so attached to her. Mm. Um, so that was, that's pretty much, I think all we can really say about Rito. Do you guys have anything more? Or no. No. All right. So we'll go to Mari and have Gable defend so her. I liked Mari and it's mostly because she always kept everyone like grounded 
but always like made everyone realize how ridiculous everything is. Like whenever something happened, she would just be all like, I don't, why this is, is this is crazy? Yeah, she was like, kind of the anchor to the real world. Yeah. Like, she yeah, was the, the real, man of the yeah, group. she was the real, real anchor. <laughs> no, but it was that. always like in a sassy, like, I guess, like, oh man, this really inconveniences me, can inconveniences me kind of thing, and not in a like, holy shit, the world's ending kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, All right, and then you need to talk about little squeaky girl because I need to hear this. Listen. The reason I love Kodiko so much, all right, is she had all the jokes, all right? And then on top of that, like, her character development was super awesome because it reflected a lot of, like, how I went through life. So, like, she didn't, she never really had any friends until she, she met these two people. And then she just, like, clung on to these two people. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, what? Wait, we're, fr- we're friends now? They're like, they're like, yeah, of course. Like, real friends? Yeah. Like, really, really real friends. <laughs> and she's like, I just want to be with you all forever. Yeah. I mean, they're all great. I don't she's think also, like, the right. super smart one. Like, at one point, she's just, she's just going off about, like, the ramifications of there being a black hole this close to the planet. Yeah. And I was just like, oh, yes, please. And then they stopped her, and I was like, ah. <laughs> so, yeah. So, all three of the main girls are good. Yeah, and like, then, they're all good characters. It's uh, just, like... At we, a certain point, you just skew towards one of them. Yeah. Like, there's no. I mean, that's that's and, I mean, that's and a, it's that's funny that we all kind of got skewed towards one of the three and not the same and not two people skewed towards the same person. Yeah. Also, uh, Mari is my favorite of the two Splatoon idols, and that's probably why I was <laughs> drawn to her because <laughs> she looks exactly like Mary. Or is it Callie that I'm thinking of? I do not remember off the top of my head. I just know Pearl, Pearl. and... Uh, oh, the new ones? The, I know Pearl and Marino, and Pearl is the best. But <laughs> that's because I like the fact that she summons a whale that has a bling has bling on it. Yeah, 100%. Um, I mean, what's, not, what's that, not to like about that? <laughs> back on subjects. So next comes the side characters, which the first one we're going to introduce is Misa. The important one. Uh, Misa is a... Do you remember the dish that's supposed to be the full name? It's like a shrimp dish. I yeah, it's a it's shrimp dish. Uh, it's... Uh, like... No. Misanuma. I don't, I don't remember the, the thing, but... Uh, Maybe for... I-F-U-R-U-I-A. What? Ibifuri... Okay, whatever. Okay. It, some I Japanese can't speak. Dish. Japanese shrimp dish. Um, so Misa is... Uh, supposedly an American. Supposedly American who got kidnapped by the evil aliens, the Scoopers, that's what scoopers. they're called. Scoopers. Um, and escaped with uh, the next character we're going to talk about. Um, but secretly, she is actually the... Or should I, should I save that? Uh, I mean, let's save it for the like, okay. second half of this. So she's a cute... It's bub- a secret. Okay, she's a cute, bubbly, um, happy little girl... Who seems to just be enjoying herself and enjoying having friends with these? All right, I had one problem with her character through most of this show. Is it indeed? Indeed. Indeed. I she have a problem with her. Indeed. After every sentence, indeed. Yep. Second yeah. problem. I. Okay. Anytime any conflict came up, they all three of the main characters turned to her and was like, "You should wait back at the park." And she goes, "Indeed, I shall." <laughs> just no questioning, like no argument. She's like. You need to go back to safety. She's like, okay. 
Yep. 100%. So it was tolerable in sub because it actually just sounds like a, like a quirk with a voice. Okay. So it's not like super noticeable. Yeah, but me and you yeah, watched so, watch the final but in thing in English, dub. It's grading because so it's just like it, nobody speaks like that. Hey, you want to know what you understand want, what you actually are, but nobody speaks like you that. You want to know what this is? It's believe it. It's the Naruto believe it problem of oh you better believe it yeah it's it's the I'm believe sorry, it problem or um so, sometimes the writers write characters with weird speaking quirks in Japanese that makes sense in Japanese but when you translate them to English we have dead space during noise yeah and it has to be a character and there's a character trait where they talk differently and have a thing that they always punctuate their sentences with umu 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 is not. <laughs> That is a different thing. Nero laughs that way that it, and says, uh-huh, that way. Umu Umu is not a... You. you I triggered him. This is great. All right, anyway. You, sir, don't even watch Fate. I don't. You, you don't get to talk. I don't. I just see Reddit posts where somebody puts Umu at the end of a sentence and, laugh, and it makes me laugh. And I know it's a quirk of some character that Matt knows. Heroes All right. Great. Okay. Anyway, um, back to this. Uh, and what happens during English dubs is they have to translate that quirk somehow. So they usually just have it be the same word said because it's, that's what they're doing in Japanese. Um, it just and I understand and it doesn't I, translate. I looked well. at a couple of pages of the web comic uh-huh. when I found out it was a web comic. Yeah. And the whole indeed thing is kind of how like. In the My Hero Academia manga, it does the mumbles with the speech bubbles. Yeah. Where it's just, like, attached to the speech bubble, and it's not really something that you notice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not, like... It's not a speech tick that's always there. Yeah. But it's just... That's that's what they got to do, and there's not much you can say about it. Anyways, on That said, the, this one was really annoying. Yeah, so 100%. believe it. That's, that is also annoying. I'm so going to be the next Hokage. You better believe it. So's no, a lot. So's a lot of them. Like almost every time that they have to dub one of these, it almost always sounds bad, or it grates on your ears in some way, and it yeah. always sucks. But let's get into that discussion a little bit later. Okay. But let's get to the, the best character, the shrimp, the actual best character. So, I don't want to talk about a speech pattern because I want to talk about this later. Okay. <laughs> you don't want to talk no about, problem. about the, the. No, but I love this character, Matt. Okay. This does he have a kansai? Does he have a kansai or uh, Osaka in accent in Japanese? No. Okay. I just wanted it, to make sure. It, I mean, that. it's it's kind of a kabuki thing, but anyway. Oh, okay. Because I was like, usually when they do that kind of stuff with an English voice, it's because they have a kansai or Hokkaido or uh, Osaka in uh, dialect. Yeah. And so the, the but but for the character, guess who we meet when we meet Misa. It is a fried, fried shrimp. shrimp that talks. I forget his name, but I just call him Shrimp. I mean, that's why I wrote there. Yep, we I, I on show remember. notes. His name is Shrimp. I don't. So I don't remember <laughs> his name. Um, so he's um, so he's the uh, neckerchief of Misa. He he's our he's our Caro. He's our um, All right, Luna. So here he's our. Here, so if you're out there and you haven't watched this yet, 
you really should just pause this and go watch it because from like this point forward we're going to be talking about the first half and the second uh, half. We still have a character. Well, no, 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 no. But wait, wait. And it's going to include this character and the next one. So you should just pause this real quick. It's twelve episodes. Takes like you mean four skip, hours. Not pause. What? Oh, I guess you. You. I could, mean, you could stop well, it. They're supposed to be watching it with us. Yeah, yeah. I understand that they're supposed to be watching this like a book club. But like, so here's the thing. Uh, we'll put a well. Uh, I'll have Gable send me time notification, or I'll either do it. I'll either do it myself, or have him send me the time notifications as to when you should stop and when you sh- or when you should start back up. If you don't want the spoilers for halfway through the season, mm-hmm. because those it sucks when like, those happen. We can't talk about this character without talking spoilers. I was about to say a name, and it's definitely a spoiler. Yeah. Okay. All right. We'll see you later. Well, yeah. Spoiler. We'll start now. The shrimp is right. also Kube. Yeah, yeah. The shrimp is a hundred percent. No, no, no. He's the worst Kube. He's. Oh my god. He's such a like goofy antagonist. I can't take him seriously. <laughs> I was actually so, enjoying him very he's much. The, as Kube. <laughs> he's the curator to. Misa, who's also secretly an alien. She's the princess of them. She's the princess of the aliens. So she he's the curator, so he always like keeps track of all the inventory on the alien worlds and stuff like that, right? Yep. And when he found Earth, he discovered Japanese culture, as you do. Shows it to the princess. And the princess wants it all. Yeah. So they all start going down and doing all that. And so, I knew immediately that the kind stranger was the shrimp. The kind stranger. The kind stranger that shows up in the first episode. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah I knew yeah. immediately. I didn't even that was think about that. I didn't even think about that when they show that in the flashback. Um, I did. I like. I figured the shrimp was a um, was a scooper like. He knew too much about the scoopers. He was... Oh, yeah. At a certain point, you're just like, oh, yeah, he's definitely a scooper. But when he was first introduced, I, I picked up on it, like, I instantly. I didn't think Misa was for some weird reason, and I should have... And But then again, the the anime started doing a weird thing in near the middle where we'll talk about it when we get there. But, but I was like, just like, I don't... Why are we doing this? Yeah, well, like... One of the shrimp would be acting like, yes, all going to a plan. And then Misa would just be like, what? No, no, I don't want that to happen. Yeah. And I'd just be like, I don't know what's going on anymore. <laughs> Anyways. I mean, so the shrimp's great. And it's mostly because he's such an awful antagonist. Like, awful as in like... He's a fluffy fun antagonist he's he's the trickster archetype in a lot of kabuki shows where it's not like he's not successful at what he's doing he's comic relief he's the jester in the court where he's like he's the antagonist sure and like you cannot like him and occasionally will fight him but like he's not really the like problem yeah <laughs> Like, he's just making things difficult. He just makes things difficult, and he's just there to get on your nerves. And it's not really like get on your nerves in like a like 
oh man, this character is so annoying, but more on like a, could you not do that? <laughs> you think we can talk about Siamine without spoilers? No. Okay. No. Cool. So the next character up is Siamine. Who we find out is just a product of their imagination. Yeah, so at some point, the Scoopers take over Harajuku and put it in a bubble. Mm-hmm. The Urahara bubble, right? Because yes. they just call it that. Yeah, or something like that. I don't remember, anyway, I don't remember the exact details. but So shortly after the bubble comes up, the main three girls find out that people still exist inside the bubble. Yep. But the people are really just like parts of their imagination put forth. Like they, they kind of just they forced created it. them when they did their thing to protect Harajuku. Yeah, when yep. they they made the bubble. <laughs> um, and so Sayumin is the only named person that walks around the town, and she's a she's a crepe vendor that has a very different look to her, and then she does a heel turn in um episodes six and seven where she starts trying to convert them evilly and then she gets killed uh i mean she gets killed because she tries to kill she tries to destroy part yeah. yeah but i'm saying but well, that's what i'm saying is like her character was built like i was being built up that she was going to be the fourth magical girl not uh, oh who ends up being it because i assumed she was real i didn't think about the whole this could be just a simulation or thing that they imagined <laughs> yep and so I was assuming. Turns she, out. I was assuming. <laughs> turns out. I was assuming they were all gonna go down this dark path, and then she was going to take an Amatsumura and fix them. Yeah. Yep. And then way off on that, but we'll get to that when we talk. I, to, I mean, talk about it. So let's talk about the first half then. Well, let's. I watched. First, we are now going to end the spoiler w- warning. So are we? That, I mean, I mean we're be- literally just putting in. We put the spoiler warning so we can talk about Trim Sayumi or Sayumi, and then like we go to Magical Girl anime half. Well, the, and then we go to the next half. Okay. It's either we're going to have the spoiler warning or we're not. Because we can't talk about the plot if we have a spoiler warning. What? If, if we, we already put the spoiler warning yeah, up. Yeah, but if we, if we, it, where are we going to have them return? Are we going to have them return for the plot where we spoil the entire anime? I mean, we told them to pause it and watch it. They're supposed to watch it anyways with us. That's the whole point of the podcast. Okay. That's why I'm so confused as to why we had to put the spoiler bit in. Like, like Things are falling apart. <laughs> we've spoiled every other one. Why is this one different? I don't know, Matt, but you're picking up on my microphone. That's because I'm getting angry. And yelling. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So we're I mean, gonna, we're probably we, we're just go. Edit. We're not even gonna bother editing it out. We'll just let this blunder go through. Okay, cool. <laughs> <laughs> we gotta keep him engaged somehow. Cool. So now we're gonna start the plot discussion. Yep. So the beginning of this anime up till episode five is a very nice, happy, uh, magical girl anime. Uh-huh. Uh, they it goes by weekly or monster of the week formula where they do a thing in, in the. Normal I mean, like. But it's monster of the day. It it feels like it's a show that's supposed to be like digested on like a retail loop. So like, you go into a store and it has like a TV playing and it's like in the background. Yeah. Like I could 100 percent see this just monster playing monster of the week for sure. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. That's what I just said. <laughs> no, like that's the whole thing. Is the first five episodes. Well, that, but I'm saying like with you. I know, but that's what. But I'm just saying like 
first five episodes, episodic. Uh, there's a little bit of plot progression going on through each of them, but you can pretty much watch them in whatever order. Just the first one has to be first, and then the second... Kind of the first and second have to be watched first, and then uh, the three and four and five could be interchanged anywhere because they don't really have any important parts. There's like small plot that's going on, but um, and then so, six happens. So importantly, to set up for the rest of the thing, uh, oh, when everything comes down, they eventually are trying to fight this relatively bigger scooper. Yeah. Which they finally managed to defeat, but before then, the defense has shot a missile at them. Yes, and so they uh, say we want to save Harajuku, and then the bubble appears. They erect a, a bubble around the city. Yeah. Yep. And that. That like. Can I now talk about episode six? Yeah. So okay. Like, it slowly descends into episode six problems. Like it's problems. Not- I didn't have a problem with that. No, 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 no. Oh. But, like, the conflict, it slowly, like, you slowly start to realize that things aren't right, and well, it's not as fun and cheery anymore. I mean, I still thought it was fun and cheery. It was, we start to see kind of, like, a mania going on with um, Kotoko as she's getting obsessed with the no. spots she keeps seeing. Yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because right. she keeps seeing these spots and she's like, I want to know what these are, but I don't want you guys to leave me because I because I'm being weird and try and focusing on these things that only I'm seeing. Yeah. Um and then we and then the spots start to manifest into growths. Well, they don't manifest until growth. The the growths manifest like instantly. Yeah. But and then uh and then the shrimp jumps down and goes, Haha. I was we were scoopers all along and turning you into scoopers so that you can create for us because we have no imagination. And uh they and they are explained because every time they kill one of the monsters it explodes into candy and sweets and then they eat them because well, I mean like Sayumi turns them into food and then they eat them. Well that too. I mean that too, but when they kill the monsters the monsters explode into donuts and treats and they yeah, eat yeah, yeah. Those. but what i'm saying is they're not eating the food like they're not eating the scooper's corpse they're literally like but they are they no, are no. wait they wait. were eating the corpse. don't let me yell into the microphone like that <laughs> <laughs> they're not eating it after they just fucking killed the monster like sayuming is picking up the pieces and then feeding it to them they are also eating it They're after also just they eating kill the them. pieces after they kill them. They do that multiple times. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so anyways, uh they've been eating the, they've been eating scoopers and slowly absorb becoming scoopers. Um yeah, this, and like then the mania starts to get to him, right? Because yeah. like Mary starts to Mari, lose shit. Mari starts to realize that she kind of built her entire career off of Instagram, Instagram, <laughs> and copying other famous people. Um, Kodoko starts getting obsessed because she's afraid all her friend her friends are breaking up and they're go- and she's going to be alone. And then Rito doesn't know what's going and on. And then until- Rito doesn't know what's going on, and Rito's trying to s- s- keep everybody together. And then and she's the only one that stays sane throughout episode six. Mm-hmm. Um. And then in episode seven, uh, Sayumin appears, and this is where Sayumin starts going, but eats. And then I went, oh, Sayumin's either a scooper or not real. Um, and, 
And then Siamin starts getting bigger. And, and Siamin basically is like, hey, so if you're not going to eat this, I'm just going to destroy Park because yeah. you care about Park so much. No, no, no. Because no. what's stopping you from eating this? Oh, Park? Your Park. friends? Park. But your friends are already in. So yeah. that means Park's the only thing stopping you from eating so this. So I'm going to go kill Park. So I'm going to destroy the Park. And then uh, uh, and then si- er, Rico ends up killing Siamin, and she explodes into the candy, and then uh, Mari and Kotoko are yelling at her that she killed Siamin. No, she's the only one that doesn't explode into candy. Oh, yeah. And then, she dies. Yeah, she she dies. <laughs> she, like, turns into stone. But, uh, but anyways. No, the, but after... Doesn't she have to eat food? Like, she starts eating the food well, at no, some point. Well, no, that's because the two are like, but we, but we just... Or, we should be together forever and blah, 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 blah. And uh, Rico finally goes... Uh, Rico finally goes... No, you're right. Or okay, if this will make us stay together, I will do it. And she starts eating it, and then her mania starts to ensue. Where it's she's her mania starts to ensue really badly, and she starts to actually change while the other two are eating and not changing. And I noticed this immediately and went, "Uh, that's different reaction from yep. all the other characters." Yeah, she escalated a lot quicker, and that's because her mania was more about her wanting to. Be her self-confidence. Her, well, no, it's not her self-confidence. It's her wanting to write, draw, do her own things, and everybody wants her to do other people's things. That's the same. That's what I was saying. Like that's what resonated with me was her whole, her whole going crazy is I don't want to do what everybody wants me to do. I want to do what I want to do, and that's why she starts going really crazy and starts breaking things because she's just like no. You, she's, she starts. The mania goes. All I a, wanted was a Pepsi. Yeah, just one Pepsi. <laughs> but like she, she goes into a berserk state because she ha, She just, her mania is so severe. On she doesn't want to conform. She wants to be herself, and that's something that doesn't really fit with the scooper mentality. It seems because scoopers don't have the imagination, and this is being done to the most imaginative of the three. Because as they as they pointed out, Mari started through copying and everything, and she wasn't really like uh, like she's a fashion person, yeah. And the other one is a tech person, so like neither one of them she, is like. Coco uh, also does a food blog. I mean, she just re- reposts and reposts. And and, the, and but neither of them is like the like they don't create their own. Hear me out, Matt. Okay. I, I've got a controversial opinion. Okay. All of their manias deals with individuality. They do. Because Mary's got the whole, like, public figure mania that's going around with, like, a bunch of Instagram yeah, figures yeah, yeah. where, like, she let it all get to her head. And, like, as the mania starts to develop, she's starting to realize that the followers aren't even real. And she's just, like, losing it. And Kodako cares about what her friends think and what yeah. Mary thinks and, like, keeping them with her, right? Yeah. And she cares about their opinions. And Rito let other people influence her too much. Like, I'd say that... Because Scoopers are, like, the anti-individual, right? Yeah. So, like, the mania is basically, like, you're losing your individuality and you're going crazy for it. Yeah. Uh, and But the only one that seemed to be affected, like, really heavily by this is Rico. 
Uh, Rito. I keep saying I mean, Rico. She's the only one that grew eyes. They were all starting to get growths and stuff. Well, no, but they're gro- but they all none of their growths none of their started to go hers. started to extend. Like the only one that was ex- that was changing physically was Rito. Mari and Kotoko's growths were the same as they were eating, but as Rito and ate, her growths grew bigger because her mania was much more severe because it was from a much much longer period of time than the other two because the other two kind of started when like like we're gonna say they started like one or two years ago or kodako probably having the shortest amount because hers started from when she started working at park and mari started a little bit like around that time but a little bit earlier but rito's been having this since like because she's always drawn yeah. And she's been having this like her entire life. So her mania her, uh, and all that, it spawns from a much deeper thing than the other two. And that's why they don't have as severe of a reaction to this as Rito does. Um, anyways. Uh, right. So Rito starts doing that. And as soon as she starts breaking things, the other two kind of snap and they're, or snap back to reality. And they're like, wait. She's going to hurt the cat. She's going to hurt that cat that she loved to draw yeah. like on that wall over there. And so they... Uh, can't let that happen. They can't let that happen. They try and, and they end up uh, breaking free of the craziness and attempting to stop and and, st- and stopping her. Ultimately, yeah, this one we stop Rito from destroying the rest of the city. And this is when uh, Misa starts screaming, no, I don't want my friend. My friends are all being sad and everything. I'm like, and this is where I I'm mean, like... I mean, this is, this is the like episode of the conflict is us in the middle of the street talking to each other yeah i love that uh, it was literally it was awesome. just it was just that yeah but it was I, that for a whole episode that was eight that yeah. was all of episode eight gable i like conflicts of people standing around and talking <laughs> i don't know if you realize this i don't care about big bombastic fights i like just conflict happening and the conflict was well written. It doesn't. It didn't need to have people fighting. It, they could literally be standing and talking, and it's fine. The problem with episode twenty of Ava is that nobody's. There's no conflict. <laughs> that's why. That's why I can't get past episode twenty. Uh huh. <laughs> All right. So that conflict happens. Yeah. And Misa's talking to him, talking in the middle of the street, yep. spending an episode, a whole episode doing it. Right. Yep. And, and it's revealed. The bubble, everything outside of the bubble is gone. Well, it's no, no, no. Everything inside the bubble is destroyed. Yeah. Oh, everything inside so, the yeah. bubble? So yeah. the fine city that they have been living in, the city that they wanted to protect... Has been destroyed. Got destroyed in that missile strike. Yeah. Oh. And their, and and their, their wish, imaginations and, and have the wish gl- from lost the, everything over. Yeah. And huh. protected it by a bubble. Neat. Um, and all the people inside were imaginary constructs. Uh, the buildings are imaginary. Yep. The people are imaginary. Yep. The only things that were real were Rico, Kotoko, Misa, Mari, Shrimp, and a cat. So that's why, like, watching some of the scenes with yeah. you again, Matt, after like hitting that real, like hitting that that second yeah. twist was interesting because uh, when Mari's going through her thing of wanting more fame, yeah. so she's fighting all the scoopers, 
you see two helicopters come by and they're like taking photos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But we've never seen helicopters. Like, there's no like it's a small town. There's no reason helicopters should be there. So, but she wanted that extra fame. And what happens for like big events? Like, there's obviously like helicopters reporting. So she imagined the helicopters there taking photos of her so being I get, triumphant. I see where you're coming from. I just assumed that was her going crazy and and hallucinating it. You might be no, right. No, they're not. Those might they're, have not been they're not. They're not hallucinations. There. She like she wanted the attention, so she she wanted it so she, bad in her imagination she that imagined it became real them. in the city. So but, she imagineered them. So I'm going to say I would believe you, but there is when um, Kotoko walks up and Mari is still going crazy. Those helicopters are not actually there, and neither are the people that were saying that were that are that Mari is seeing. So I believe those are just hallucinations caused by her. But it, eyes but it's not the over. same scene. Uh, because at the at the time where they all finally collect, they're all eating. So the rain goes away. It's a different scene. I think I think personally I I just saw those as hallucinations because even uh Re- even Rita when she's having it, she's hearing the voices and seeing the people, but the other two aren't. And it's kind of one of those things of I think that's just them hallucinating due to the uh, onset of the Matsumura trying to get them to become scoopers. Yeah, so um, but the I dome. Could be right. Let, let's, let's talk about the dome because we moved on from that plot point. I mean, they're, they're, like the dome is, uh, is, is literally... glossed over everything and... They're not as stressed out as they should be about that dome. Yeah. I mean, it's a happy bubbly anime for most of it. No, it was... Oh, my God. It was so, like, low-key fucked up. Like, could you just imagine, like, oh, yeah, all your friends and family are potentially dead because that missile hit the city. No, because uh, most most of their family... Most of the city evacuated. Yeah, the city... They even said the city had evacuated... Um, not a not a lot of people died. The only thing that's ruined is Harajuku itself. Okay. They they do confirm that like if there were casualties, there was not many, and like nothing bad. Okay. But still, like if you think about it from like an outside like perspective, these three girls have been living in a ruined city for a like two weeks. Yeah. Eating nothing but candy. Eating aliens. Eating aliens. <laughs> yeah. Aliens. And uh, then it's revealed that like the whole backstory with the dome or whatever, and how how do they resolve this? The shrimps all like, oh man, we'll we'll turn you into scoopers at some point. It's gonna happen. You're already in here, right? Yeah, you're already in here. You're, I'm gonna just turn you into scoopers eventually, and then they break the Amatsumura, which makes them not magical girls anymore. And yep. then, and then they're like, Misa, this isn't cool. <laughs> <laughs> I understand. I understand what you tried to do. Yeah, but this, like, this wasn't cool, man. This isn't cool. <laughs> and then Misa's like, Yeah, this right. wasn't cool, man. <laughs> yeah, like, we shouldn't. We shouldn't have. Uh, we shouldn't have done this. Like, we should have let these. I wanted to just experience something fun and I did that's all she wanted was something that was fun for her she wanted something to uh, keep her uh, keep her interest 
Because yeah. we eventually get a whole episode which is explaining the scooper, like they're they're them leading up to Earth. Yeah. And she like sees some things and they're interesting for a while, but then eventually she like she loses interest because they have no imagination, so they can't really get past like enjoying well, things for I, a while. I find what it is is that she's always had an imagination because she acts very differently from uh, yeah. the shrimp. And uh, God damn you. What did you make him text me? I did nothing. Uh, I have to read this. Uh, no, we oh. got to talk. Okay. We gotta <laughs> talk. Sorry. I'll read that. Because I glanced at it and it is not important to this okay, conversation. Not important. Got you. Um, lost train of thought. Robert texting, texting me in the middle of Misa. Misa. Uh, Backstory. Yes. So Misa is very different from the normal or from what we assume the normal scooper is because we assume the shrimp is the normal scooper. She seems to want something to entertain her and the other scoopers just seem to be hive mindy like we don't need anything. We like the shrimp dude doesn't seem to understand why she wants this yeah he just is doing what comes naturally because she is the hive mind queen kind of um not really a hive mind but still yeah i was like i wouldn't say they're hive mind because what the shrimp does after this realization but um he he's like i don't understand why she wants more things but i must fulfill my duty toward towards her um so and you kind of see as she's a human her starting to show that she actually has an imagination unlike most scoopers so much so that she's able to use an, uh, the, uh the, the thingies that transform you to magic the Matsumura. a Matsumura and she uses one and she gains the ability to manipulate beads yeah cause the most imaginative thing she did was make a bead necklace yeah and Mm-hmm. It was a ring. Oh, was yeah. it a ring? I thought, ring. It was, I thought it was a, no, or a bracelet. Uh, she nope. got a bracelet, but uh, she made the ring for Rito. Oh. See, this is what I get for not paying attention sometimes. It's <laughs> <laughs> fine. Right. I this is. I mean, the, you almost some, clubbed me like 20 minutes ago. I mean, <laughs> we, we will remember Vivid Dread where I seem to not remember 90% of the plot points. Indeed, oh. you didn't. Yeah, you didn't. <laughs> All right. So um, when Misa's like, hey, I don't want this and I don't want the Ruby Scoopers. I want them to live their own lives and we should take the bubble down because it's not cool. The shrimp's like, the shrimp's like, but we're not done. But we're not done. This isn't. This isn't over. They're supposed to be scoopers, and I, you're not my, you're not my princess anymore. I relinquish that title from you. you. Brought dishonor on you, on your house, on your horse, dishonor on your whole family. <laughs> so he decides to go into big shrimp mode, right? And they're like, "Oh fuck!" <laughs> yeah. And he turns like, into a giant shrimp. No, 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 no. He turns into a bigger shrimp. Yeah. And then after Scooby Dooing for fifteen minutes. Oh, I forgot they Scooby Dude. Oh. They Scooby Dude because they are they <laughs> manipulate the roads to make him run in a circle while they uh, figure out what to do. So when he figures out that he's getting Scooby Dude, <laughs> he's like, Well shit, I'm just gonna turn into a big shrimp. That way they can't fucking use the roads on me. So it becomes a giant shrimp. Yep. And his lines get even more sketchier. (laughs) (laughs) 
and his mouth gets even more foamier. Yeah. Yeah. And then they make a giant. But we need something to fight. Beads. With a, with a star bead as its uh oh man a, a, as its accessory. It's great. Um, and then we have the cat fight the thing or fight the shrimp, and it's, it starts to lose. And then they're like, "We just have to destroy that thing up there, the thing that seems to be the the, b- parfait. the center of the the parfait." Dome. Yeah, the parfait at the center of the dome. So it runs up and destroys the thing, and dome breaks. And shrimp seems to be unable to do anything. I don't remember exactly. Shrimp just decides to leave. Yeah. No, the shrimp decides he's beaten. Yeah, he decides he's beaten. Um, oh yeah, because uh, everything goes happy. Uh, Catzilla beat his ass. That's yeah. right. Yeah, and we see um, everything. Everything comes back to normal for the uh, most part. <laughs> see the ruined mess of the ruined mess of Harajuku. Uh, we see the cat still alive. The the normal cat, not the bead cat. Bead cat, I think, disappeared. Yeah, bead cat disappears. Um, but we have we have the actual cat that's been in there the entire time with them, and they run into Sayumin, who me and Gable have arguments about. So, Gable, I think Sayumin was them projecting a person that they had seen in reality. I agree with Matt. I don't remember them ever saying that things that they created in the war in there became reality. So when the cat's there, when the cat shows up, they're like, "Hey, there's the cat," and yes. then Rito does a little like meow meow thing. They're like, "Hey, so what's on the cat's nose?" And they're cherry like, blossom. "It's a cherry blossom." Yes. It wasn't spring when the dome went up, right? No, it was fall. But one of the episodes, they made something into a cherry blossom. Tree. But they yeah. made something into a cherry blossom, Matt. But the thing the is, cherry is blossom- the, it proved that the cat was real in there. No. Yes, because the cat was real no, in I'm there. I'm not saying that the cat wasn't real. I'm not saying that. <laughs> that sounds so fucking weird coming out of my mouth. The cat was real, No, I, I, I 100% believe that Sayumin was a real person that they had seen. Because it's it, it they they might have just created people off their subconscious and they might just have seen Sayumin around the street, and that's why she was a created figment for them, and then she became a focal point for them because she was such a definitive looking person. because we don't actually see them like no no no. But Misa, when she looks at the cherry blossom, she's like, oh yeah. This proves that everything that happened in the bubble was real and all the things that you made was real. Except they killed Siamine. They did kill Siamine. So then that's the real Siamine that they based her off of. Probably, sure. I don't know, dude. <laughs> you're getting mad over nothing. No, you're get- I'm getting mad over you making a- making a weird statement earlier when we weren't recording of I think you're both being silly. Okay. Yeah. Anyways. <laughs> Anyways. So that was that was the main plot. The aliens the aliens decide to go home and anime ends. Yay. Yeah. That's um all and, and they, they drop all the cultural things in a uh, Harajuku. Yeah. Yep. Like Tokyo Tower gets dropped in there. Yeah. Uh something else ridiculous was dropped in there. But, uh the Arch in French. Oh, I forget. Oh, the Arch de Triumph. Yeah. Statue of Liberty, yeah. yeah. Um, but anyways, 
So happy, happy ending, happy ending. Gabor had a happy ending. I was it, happy. It, it did have a happy it ending. It was nice. Yeah. I, I was, my head was in my palms because I was like, what the fuck am I seeing? <laughs> it it had a normal magical girl in it. No, ending. but Matt, the main happy. fight of the series was a giant shrimp that they It's a magical girl <laughs> anime like geared giant- towards little girls. It was a giant What shrimp. did you expect? They no, aren't going to throw mechs at people. The final conflict was a kaiju fight, Matt. <laughs> it was. But it wasn't a kaiju fight that we really would have gone, yeah, that's a fucking kaiju fight. Yeah. No, but it was. Matt, but I was still excited for it. But Matt, I was... I was just reflecting on the absurdity of it. That yeah. makes sense. Like I wasn't like, "Oh man, I didn't get a sweet like fight between two of them or anything <laughs> like that." No, 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 no. I just like was like, "Holy shit!" The the shrimp is getting bigger. Yeah, uh, they have to make a cat out of beads to fight it. It was a magical girl. I <laughs> love you. It- no, this was I love very this. as much as I would say it did a Modica it emulated Modica a little bit near the middle. It was a true and blue mo- a magical girl anime through and through. When did when did Modica start? Modica was 2012. Oh. That's Oh, okay. I understand year. I understand where this cuz the webcomic started in 2011. So that's probably where the 2000 the episode 6 uh, so I'm gonna probably say that so like magical girl animes have always had some have something dark happen in the middle of them. Sailor Moon has it. Yeah. Um, Card Captor Sakura has it. Like it, it's always had that dark thing. But the difference is is that what Madoka did with the dark thing and what this does with the dark thing are very different. And mm. what everything that tries to emulate Madoka nowadays is doing very wrong. <laughs> Wow. So, um, I'm just going to let everyone know that we're at an hour and we haven't even gone through half of the show notes. Woo! No, we've gone through half. We, we're now at half. All right. So, animation. Animation. This is uh, choppy as hell. Oh, yes. It looks like it was it looks like it was very cheaply made. Um, that being said, I enjoyed the charm. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 100%. The, I, I love, love the pastel the colors. Like I and I and like it was all pastel colors. There were, like there were so no dark colors. In in graphic design, they use uh, it's kind of like the Photoshop palettes where it'll give you like fifteen colors to use. Yeah, and they yeah. all have names for them. So like really dark blues, light greens, and like oranges all in like one spot is usually like used for like cyberpunk settings or like um, sci-fi settings, right? Yeah. So it's always called like synthetic green or some crazy thing. Yeah. So. Because the all the talk. aliens are made out of candy, yeah. the palette is called the taffy, like the taffy machine. Because uh-huh. all of the colors were of different colors of taffy. Okay. There was never black. Like, there was no, no. black. Yeah, you know, no. that's what I was saying. Like, there were no real dark colors. Yeah, it was, it was a very brightly colored anime. And that made it stand out a lot to me. And, that's mm-hmm. what, and it, made it, it made it enjoyable to watch. It didn't feel like color vomit. Because I've seen color vomit before. Oh, I've seen color vomit. <laughs> like, I've seen color that is, it's all bright colors and it just 
sears your eyes and you're just like oh i don't want to see this but this was nice like it was a warm palette it didn't it didn't like make me want to stop looking at it yeah yeah even though the animation was not the best i mean even though it wasn't like the best like it, i would agree like choppy is a good way to like describe it it still didn't like just it didn't take anything away from the anime sure. yeah like i think it's I a combination feel of like colors i feel like it's a combination i mean I feel like it's a combination of the fact that this is probably easier to like digest in a readable format where yeah. it like like you like it for what it is because it's a readable format and not because it's an anime. Yeah. And then another thing too is it probably didn't get the budget it deserved. Well, I mean do I uh, I'll look up well look. Well, we don't want to go into studio discussions and everything because then I might be here for a while talking about studios. I think from what I remember, it was a not well-known studio. So it was probably they were working on a very limited budget. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so they have to make shortcuts and everything just to get it out on production time. Um, possibly the Blu-ray looked a little bit cleaner, but the Blu-rays always look cleaner than TV releases and Crunchyroll has mostly TV releases. I mean, like, to be fair, a lot of the stuff going on in the show is them just standing around and talking. Yeah. Or just, like, frames of them and talking. that's a very good way, cheap way to make an anime. And this anime didn't have a lot of action or con- or, or stuff like that. So yep. you don't have to do Sakuga. They don't have to do anything crazy. It can just be, like, a little bit of movement every now and then. So... And- so even saying like all that, like the characters were well were animated well like nicely. Yeah. Like the can- their character like the main characters were all drawn nicely. Yes. Their animation was much smoother than everything else. Yes. But like all like the background stuff, like the stuff that you tend to just like gloss over anyway, it gives you like rough shapes and like uh, slightly toned down colors of everything else that was going on. Yeah. Yep. It it Which didn't- leads to like a lower like production yeah. cost. It wasn't it wasn't watching a Gainax anime where you just go, Oh my god, look at the pretty animation. But it wasn't also watching episode twenty of Ava. Do you want to see 128 frames in one second? Because that's a Gainax anime. I mean, I love Kill a Kill. I love it so much. Alright, we're not gonna talk about no. that because we drew out the last one with yeah, this. Yeah, we've we've, right, we've derailed enough. <laughs> Dubs versus sub. Okay, so I've seen this both sub and dub. Okay. I watched from subs from episode one to ten. Uh-huh. So that's probably why I'm spotty on a few areas because I'm like, oh, wait, really? That happened? And then, yeah. And then from dubs, from I watched it, I watched Henry finish it from eight to Whoa. 12. Okay. So the shrimp. In Japanese, uh-huh. has that I guess like high pitched like touristy voice, okay, like, like that high pitched like South Park makes fun of it. Yeah, South Park makes fun of it with the like hello, okay, and he always has that voice going on, right? Yeah. <laughs> and in English, oh man, Gable, we've been, like- we've been graced for for once. The English dub has treated a character properly. So Gable shrimp- sits down and we start watching the episode and then the shrimp talks and Gable goes, what the hell is that? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what? I was like, it's just a shrimp. He's like, this is what he sounds like in English? I was like, yeah, through the whole thing. He's like, that's amazing. <laughs> the Amatsumura. 
Dan Matsumura. He's got a. Oh my gosh. He's got a very. I was so surprised. I'll say it again. I was so surprised. I'll say it again. (laughs) Oh my gosh. He he had a very, oh man, very cartoony sounding voice. Uh, it was a treat. It was a very fun. It treat. was it was a treat, and uh, treat to listen to that. How did the main characters sound comparatively? So, Rito has that like quiet protagonist voice. The like she does it similarly in the English. Yeah, as like well. the. I, like I'm getting you, ready to talk about Mari in English, so <laughs> let's just do it. What's Mari sound like in Japanese? So Mari uh-huh. has that snobby Japanese girl voice. Ooh, oh, she's an Ojo-sama? Is it like Ojo-sama? Does she go, oh, oh, oh. No, 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 no. Well, it's in, it's in more English, like she sounds like a valley girl. <laughs> yeah, she it's, does. It's, 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 more like, it's more like a Sundare, like, okay. come on, come on, Kosher to go be better. But... <laughs> In English, she is she's straight very up much a valley girl. Like, <laughs> like holy crap, holy crap, <laughs> so fucking silly. And then, in subtitles, Kotoko is annoying as fuck. Oh, I would imagine. <laughs> I could imagine. I've heard Japanese uh, characters like, like her before. A lot of a lot of her jokes were lost on me because it was just like. Uh, that was gotcha. my awful interpretation of also, Japanese, by the way. Also, she does have a, a higher voice in uh, English as well, but I mean, she has like she a high pitched Jap- girl. She makes voice. Japanese yeah. puns, doesn't she? I don't think she. Like, did. No, no, no. In the Japanese, her jokes I are. Don't remember. Like, so she probably does. I was watching this while okay. cleaning up a mess of editing issues, so it was. Yeah. It was me half paying attention, and I I can gather, yeah, <laughs> because whatever happened to that to that <laughs> thing that we were dealing with, I don't know how it happened, <laughs> but that that needed to be rectified real fast. Yeah, so me cleaning up a mess, and then like it was mostly like I'd glance over and read lines, and okay. it wasn't really like a like real time sitting on the couch watching it happen type yeah. thing. I and I get that. Like this came during a week where I kind of threw you a lot to get done. Or I guess I threw I mean it was it was I threw, an issue on my end. Yeah, it was it an was, issue that came up after we had thought we had fi- fixed everything and then a thing came up and you went and I went, "Hey Gable, why does it do this?" and you're like, "What do you mean?" and you click on the thing and you're like, "Why does it do that?" <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. So, it was behind the scenes things. <laughs> behind the scenes things <laughs> happened, and we both went, uh, I don't know what we're, we're supposed we're to do. We're all new at this, folks. Yeah. We're, we're going to get there. All right. Uh, music. What are you guys' takes on the music? Personally, I loved the opening. Like, I the like, opening song was amazing for me. I like the opening and ending. I like the ED a lot more than the OP for whatever reason. Well, you can just get out. <laughs> I get like I don't know what it is about these fucking shows, but like every like other show that we get, I'm just like, yeah, I sit through the ED like every time. Yeah. I, mean, I don't I, know what you guys are doing, but I'm I just... sit through all of it most of the time because it just auto plays on Verve. So yeah, <laughs> like it's easier for me than just yeah, going and clicking the next episode is just let it auto play so I can continue what I'm doing. But other than that, like I couldn't really like I can't really say anything I about also, the music in the show. I also yeah. got to look at like sweet fan art at the end. Yeah. That oh, the fan art at the end is amazing. There's like a couple 
I don't remember. I don't remember the English. I think some of them were actually manga too that drew stuff. Yeah, but like there was some of them where I was just like. But yeah, other than that, like the music in the anime wasn't really noticeable. I can't think of any. I can't say of anything. There was no "Don't Lose Your Way." Like there was There wasn't. It wasn't like Blood Blockade Battlefront where it was that same swingy song that just like goes off and you're just like, oh, yeah, oh, oh. All right. Are we ready to rank this? All right. Coming from Rob. Yep. This is where Rob would... would I mean... This is where he wants... Remind to us the list, please. Yes. Okay. Because I forget everything the moment <laughs> we stop recording. So, starting from the fish. top, going to the bottom. Okay. Bubblegum Crisis 2040. Yep. Trinity Blood. Yep. Denki Guy. Okay. Tamako Market. Okay. Vivid Red Operation. Yep. Daily Lives of High School Boys. Yep. Kazuya No Stigma. Yep. A Bridge to the Starry Skies. Okay. It is not below either of the bottom two. Okay. Rob would see this between Daily Lives and Kazuya No Stigma. I'd, I'd say Rob's wrong. I'd say this is better than Vivid Red Operation. I'm not sure mm. how good it is against Tamako Market because I didn't see it. I don't think it's as good as Tamako Market. So I definitely don't put it higher than Tamako Market. I don't put it higher than Tamako Market either. I personally... I I kind of agree that I think it should be between Vivid Dread and and Tamako Market and that and like even in my personal thing where Daily Life of High School Boys is above Tamako Market. Oh. Like that's my personal thing. That's yeah. not you that's not on the list where I would put that there. I would like it would still be where it is. But I think it's better than Vivid. Uh, I think it's uh, better than Vivid Dread. Wait, better than Vivid Dread? Not as good as Tamako Market. Is what yeah. I'm saying. Yeah. yeah, I would agree with that. I would actually put it between Vivid Red and Daily Lives. I think I enjoyed watching the short series of Vivid Red more than I enjoyed watching this. Well, yeah, because that one's more geared towards uh, our demographic, I guess. I could, I could, I could agree with that too. I, I mean, I don't think it should go go below the bottom two. I don't think it should go above the top three. Yeah, I don't think it goes... I don't think it cracks above Tamako Market, and I definitely yeah. don't think it ends up below Kazuno Stigma. So I, I'd be fine placing it under Vivid Dread because Vivid Dread is actually geared towards our, our demographic-ish. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I I have problems with Vivid Red Operation. I know. But, like, we're going to sit here... <laughs> I don't want to sit here for 30 minutes yeah. debating where we need to put this, and we need to put it somewhere. Like, Dude, this was so, this was wholesome high okay. school girls. Okay, ready? That was not wholesome. Okay. <laughs> Here's what we're going to do. We're going to ignore Rob because Rob's not here and we don't want to tie vote. Yeah. So, I'm on the count of 3. Uh you're going uh I guess I mean, what place what places below Vivid Red? What place is Vivid Red operation on the list? Vivid Red is right below Tamako. It's currently 5th. 5th? Okay, it's so right it's either so it's either 4th or 5th. No, it'll either be fifth or sixth. Fifth or sixth. Okay. Is what we're saying. So, uh... Starting with you, Matt. And let's okay. go around. Uh, I will place this... I want this to go... I want I, this to go above Vivid Dread. Personally. Yeah, I'm, like, I'd prefer... You I would prefer this in the fifth, and it's mostly because, like, Vivid Dread feels kind of... I guess acrylic would be the word, or it like a, it like it feels like a yeah. marketing thing. Well, like I don't know. Urahara is, is 
like more of an aesthetic thing that like somebody put like blood, sweat, and tears into as far as like webcomic stuff goes. And I understand how that is. Uh-huh. Because I'm like starting to get that itch to do it again. And I'm like, ah, oh, I really shouldn't because I know it's going to fucking... So the reason, my reasoning I put it there is because I felt attached to a character in this. And my problem with Vivid Dread was I couldn't get attached to the characters. There was no character that just drew me in and kept me going. Yep. Yep. And this one had me immediately, like, immediately latching onto a character and wanting to experience that character. And that's kind of why I want to put it above Vivid Dread, even though it maybe shouldn't. Like, there there could be an argument that it shouldn't. That's why it was like you heard me. I was debating like, yeah. below so or above. The, the problem is, is that we're used to, like, decimal points on lists, and now we have to go with the real hard numbers. Yeah. And yep. we're like, ooh. Yeah. I <laughs> so, yeah, I, like, I, they both have merits, and they're both good shows. Yes. Like, don't listen to me, but they're both good shows. It's just, like, one has to bite the bullet. Yeah, yep. one, one yeah. has to go below the other. And personally, I enjoyed this a lot more than I enjoyed Vivid Dread. So, Henry, do you have any, like, counter-arguments to our placement? Or have we convinced you? No, I'm good. Because, like, especially when you, like, you factor in, like, the whole story. Like, the whole story felt better than the whole story for Vivid Dread. Yeah, I think the the story for Vivid Red was a little bit more in depth. Yeah, I think the characters were a little bit more fledged out in Vivid Red. Okay, but okay. I think o- the overall, I think this anime was better done than Vivid Red was. Okay, okay, and I feel that's kind of a little bit because it takes upon the classical Magical Girl anime uh-huh. feel and not a more modern take, like Vivid Red kind of went for. Yeah, where Vivid Dread goes for we're gonna do Magical Girl but pander for a male audience instead of pander for what Magical Girl was originally written for. Yeah, yeah. Um, and we're all we're all men here. Like we're all twenty something year old men. <laughs> we're all what science is in all this congregation of twenty something white males. A podcast. So, uh, I'm going to just say even like it may not have been written for me but i enjoyed it more than the one that was written for my demographic yes yeah. so now comes the fun yeah, part. Like, oh wait i mean like brownie points to uruhara yeah brownie like, points to uruhara <laughs> oh yeah now comes the fun part i'm on random.org i click this the degenerator the degenerator i pull it up to the second screen whoa uh oh uh. what is it uh, 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 enhance, enhance, Buren one half. Excuse me. Uh, we will find out when I pull it up. Wow. Hey. I'm my anime. My, my anime list. Oh. Uh, it looks. Oh, Nibun no, Noichi. Yeah, that's one one dash two. Ooh. Oh. Okay. This looks. This looks Maple Story esque. Um, okay, so strong, intense, and cute. The most laid back Shinsengumi of in history arrives. An official spinoff. Uh oh. This is uh, a spinoff of something. This is a spinoff of something. Do we want to continue with this, or do we want to move to the next one that's on the uh, I list? Feel um, I feel like, like we should go to the next. Okay. one. Yeah, because as as cool as this is, there were seven hundred anime on the list when I generated it 
it is really hard to vet 700 anime yeah. to my criteria of need no required reading. So we'll go to... Okay, this one is not. I know this one is not. What we is got it? Cuticle Detective Inuba, which is a what? older You are moving anime. to Inuba with your uncle. What? Uh, Cuticle t- Detective Inuba. All right. This looks intense. This is... Uh, in a world where half where half human, half animated or half animal chimeras live and work alongside normal people, there are there are sure to be a few bad apples in the bunch. Unfortunately, half human criminals mean no human uh, clues that often lead to cool. So stuff. it's a supernatural detective story. Supernatural detective. Uh, How many episodes are we going with? This one is going to be twelve. 12. Um, from ooh, oh, it's so it's going to be yeah, it's from. Uh, which one? 2018? It, it's in 2013. 2013. And this one, it said since I film work, so it is on Crunchyroll and High Dive. Crunchyroll will have subs. High Dive will most likely have a dub if it has one. Um, it is typed... Uh, it's, stu- it's studio that made it is Studio Zex, which I don't recognize, so I'm going to click it and see what I can find. Um... Wait, is that? Uh, no, I don't think that's Legend. That's not the one I'm thinking. Oh, Chrome Shell Regios. I've watched that. Oh, I've watched two of these. I watched Chrome Shell Regios a long fucking time ago. I liked it. Um, I liked it too, but it was kind of weird. It was weird. (laughs) Weird, I liked it. Oh, Rental Magica. That one was also fun and weird. Uh, There's a lot of these that that I kind of like. Oh, Frame Arms Girls. That one's real weird. They do a lot of weird ones. It looks like, oh boy, any any any. This would be interesting. Yeah. Oh, there's Legend of the Legendary Heroes. Oh boy. Oh All man. Right. Okay. Okay. That's enough going through their for, through through their backlog of stuff. So. So, uh, Matt. Yes. We we need to talk about the other thing that we all do. Oh yes. So. We all stream on my Twitch channel, uh, twitch.tv.spellnerd, or NRD. It's like how the YouTube channel is spelled as well. Um, we are currently, me and Henry are streaming Danganronpa 2, Goodbye Despair. Every Tuesday we, at noon. Every Tuesday at noon, and occasionally whenever we feel like it otherwise. And, and then me and Matt are stuck in the torment and hellfire of figuring out a schedule to... <laughs> To stream on, uh, and, stream Lisa, and most most weeks on Thursday nights, me and Henry do another stream where I am playing Baton Kaitos, uh, and I do some modeling, GameCube game, and Henry does some modeling, modeling. of sorts. I've and by modeling, I do not mean he is posing on the camera. <laughs> where oh, he, sh- oh man, you he just gave is, us some content. Just gave us content. He is. Fiddling with uh, Warhammer and War Machine models. Yep. And I'll be in the chat most likely trolling around. Yes. Most likely. Uh, I think what I currently have on my painting table, it looks like some stealth suits. Uh, we'll see how those go. All right. Um, but is there... And there's nothing else currently that I think we're doing on the side? Do you have... Uh, do, I don't think so. You um, no plans for you showing up on Frontier Gaming anytime this week? Uh, not anything currently. Okay. Uh, if there is, we will post it up on the Facebook and yep. Twitter. 
Uh, if you don't have us on Facebook or Twitter, we are uh, NRD Works on Facebook, and we are at NRD Inquiries because we couldn't get at NRD Works for some reason. Weird. Um, oh, I remember Twitter. the reason now. What? I remember the reason now. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Because there was <laughs> there's some because we had made a, a, an initial one and we lost the password and then we couldn't recover the because the account. we didn't have the email. <laughs> and we lost the password because we lost the password to the email. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, it was just a string of bad luck. Yeah. So, <laughs> uh, I mean, do you have anything, Gable? Uh, I'm going to college next week. Oh, whoop, whoop. so you don't have anything. So, so give He's me your getting spirit. getting a life, Matt. Give me, give me your spirit energy because I desperately <laughs> need it. <laughs> I mean, you seem to have a yeah, problem with co- with college. Our uh, uh, Craig seems to have already completed ten weeks of schooling in two. Well, that's Craig. I know. He's crazy. He's fucking. <laughs> Turns out online classes unit. are no joke. Yeah, I know. His his advisor is very confused every time she talks to him. Apparently, because he's like, "Yeah, I'm almost done with all my classes. Those were supposed to take you three weeks, but I'm almost done." But with I'm all almost my done. <laughs> uh. Anyways, so that's all. That's all for uh, this episode of. 26 and under. This has been Matt, Gabe, and Henry. Signing off. See you later. Bye. 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 Bye.